0: What's the most unpopular thing I can do in church? Ask for money, money. someone said that. (laughs) There's actually something more unpopular than asking for money. (laughs) A kid said at the last mass, knock over a candle and catch the church on fire. (laughs) That'd be bad, that'd be bad. But but the most unpopular thing, ask people to move where they're sitting. Uh, I see you, it's true. It's true, I mean, sometimes it happens that we have a bigger than usual crowd, and so we have to ask people to squeeze to the middle to make more room. And I see the looks of daggers in your faces. (laughs) I've been here for about five years, and I know that some of you sit in the same seat week after week, and you know something? There are no assigned seats. (laughs) Well, maybe me and the deacon, but there's no assigned seats. Usually, this is how the, the pews fill up. It's the back first, and then the front, But even more than that, it's, and I can see this right now, it's the edges of the pews before the middle. So if someone happens to come late, usually it happens, they actually got to climb over somebody to get to a seat. Now, you know, shifting might be a little thing, but it's one of those little things that makes space for others. And as a parish, I hope that we can make space for more neighbors, family members, and friends. This is Stewardship Sunday and it's week five of our message series, Make Space. If you are just joining us today, today's our Stewardship Sunday, so we're really speaking just to our, kind of our our parishioners of our parish family. Today's a kind of a a special day because it's the day in which we we talk about how we fund our mission and how we we provide for our material needs. And we've received, and we'll put them up in a few minutes, the, the faith commitments that people have made. In the course of this series, we have been talking about how we can make space in our lives for the most important things, so that we can be everything that God has created us to be. Last week, we talked about how our use of money is a spiritual issue. And we said that generosity can make space in our hearts so that we can use our money to love God and to love others. And we also talked a little bit about practicalities. Practically speaking, we do need money to do ministry and the impact of potentially life-changing ministries are determined by the finances that we have. But, more important than our parishes' need for money is your need to give. More important than our parish's need for money is your need to give. And I understand that might sound like a bold statement, but here's why it's true. Because the type of giving that we're talking about is an act of worship. It's about honoring and giving to God who has given so much to us. Giving in your place of worship and to the poor, giving in your place of worship and to the poor is an act of worship. And you can see this very clearly because where our money goes, our hearts follow. St. Paul writes this to the Corinthians. He says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do as already determined without sadness or compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. At first glance though the parable which we heard Jesus tell us in today's gospel seems to give us a different message, doesn't it? ten virgins and all of them fall asleep as they're waiting for the arrival of the bridegroom. They all have their lamps, but five of the ten don't have enough oil for their lamps, and the five that have enough don't share. The key though to understanding this parable is understanding what does the oil represent? And the oil represents something that cannot be shared, something which you have to have for yourself, the oil represents love, which is manifest through good works. The oil represents love, which is manifest through good works. You can have people do so many different things for you, but you can't outsource your love. That's one of those things that only you can do for yourself. Once I heard someone say, and they were talking about why they didn't need to go to church, they said, you know, we in our family, we have an aunt who is a nun. So we like to think that she takes care of the religion for all of us. (laughs) I hate to break it to you, that ain't how it works. You know, when you go and stand before God at the end of your life, he's not gonna ask you about anyone's faith but your own, no matter how holy someone in your family might be. He's gonna ask you about your love and how you responded to the graces that he gave you. St. John of the Cross said, in the twilight of life, we will be judged on love alone. And just so there's no confusion, I should add, in the twilight of life, you'll be judged on your own. Love alone. And that's a big part of our parish mission. Through our ministries, we wanna build up our people so that we can be filled with the works of love that will prepare us for judgment. When we get to the particular judgment at the end of our life, it's gonna be very individual and a very personal affair. It'll be us and God. But if we've lived a life of of loving discipleship, we've got nothing to fear because we are going to have the good works and the prayers that have helped so many. And just to be clear, the primacy here is on God's grace working in us, not on what we do. We give the response because as St. Augustine teaches, in crowning our merits, God crowns his own gifts. In crowning our own merits, that's the things that we do, God crowns his own gifts. What this means is everything you think you have is not really yours. Your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your personality, your money, your possessions, your opportunities, everything that you have is God's. They're only entrusted to you for a time. And you and you alone are going to be judged on how you use them. Now, of course, we wanna trust more and more in God's grace and mercy than in anything we do. But in everything, we have to give the response of faith. And as a parish, hopefully we are a community of faith and hopefully we are, and that's our purpose, we're encouraging each other so that we can continually make the response of faith in everything that we do by loving God and loving others. Um, let me just highlight a couple examples of how we do this. For instance, this afternoon, in just a couple hours, Kate is going to lead a faith formation family session where some of our youngest parishioners are going to come together to assemble children's meal bags that are going to be given out through the open table food pantry in Maynard. It's a good work, of course, but also, and at the same time, Kate's going to give them, teach them a lesson about Catholic social teaching and how that part of the way is we as Catholics live out our faith is by serving others. I don't know, but maybe, just maybe, something at this event is gonna touch the hearts of one of our young people, and then as a result of that experience, we have no idea the good that that child is going to go on to do. Or another example, um, this past Wednesday night, we had our final night of the most recent season of Jumpstart. Now the goal of Jumpstart is not simply to give a nice meal and a nice experience to the 50 or so folks who participated. No, the goal for every participant regardless of where they are in their faith journey, whether they're very advanced or just beginning, is to jumpstart their faith so that it can be lived out more fully and then through them touch others. Katie, before Mass, shared an example of her experience with that. Growing in discipleship and ongoing conversion is about making space in our lives for the most important things. And nothing is more important than love. For many of you, um, an act of love or your response of love meant that you have made a faith commitment to this year's upcoming offertory. Um, If that's you, I just wanna say Thank you. Some people have asked if this is the time for them to make a special gift to the parish. No, that's not what we're doing. This is a a spiritual, a spiritual uh, spiritual process. We will give an opportunity for that later, but this is a spiritual process. In a few minutes, before we bring down the gifts of the bread and the wine, we are going to bring forward all of the faith commitments that we have received so far, and we're going to place them before the altar and ask for God's blessings on the individuals and families who've made them. I want you to know, for myself, I am so grateful to everyone who gives sacrificially to our parish. For myself, as well as for our staff team, I would say for each of us, we strive to honor your sacrificial gifts with the work that we do. But now I'd like to end by taking an informal survey, just to kind of help take the temperature of where we are. If you've been, so just two questions. If you've been coming to Ascension since before COVID, could you just raise your hand real quick? Okay, coming to Ascension and by St. Bridget and and Our Lady of Fatima since before COVID. Okay, very good, thank you. If you've been coming to Ascension since after COVID, could you please raise your hand? Nice and high. That's kind of incredible when you, when, you, when you think about it. Someone's waving. <laughs> Good. If you've been coming here for a while, I want to say thank you and I'm so grateful for everything that you've done to build up our community of faith. If you are new to our parish or just visiting, I want to say how grateful I am and how joyful I am that you're here. Together, we are making space in our hearts so that we can respond to God and that we can do everything that God has called us to do.